Love and Watches is a podcast for male and female watch lovers alike. Perpetual Girl and Ranch Racer are a watch-crazy wife and husband team, bringing you the latest in news, gossip, controversy, and anything else that matters in the world of watches. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, fellow watch lovers. Welcome to the Love and Watches podcast. This is Ranch Racer. And this is Perpetual Girl. And uh, we are recording episode 22 this week. Uh, last week we had, uh, last week was a really fun episode. Uh, we had Anthony from, uh, who's also known as the No BS Watchmaker. And we've got a lot of good feedback on that one. So we're really glad you guys enjoyed that episode. Um, today we're all over the place, aren't we? Yes. And we both have the flu. We do. We might sound a little down. We both have the flu. Pretty we had nasty. the flu while we were on vacation. Yeah. And, uh cut it short we're gonna try our best to mute microphones if we're coughing and and not subject you guys to that as i clear as i clear my throat throat. (laughs) um but yeah we it actually forced us to come home from vegas a few days early which was a bit of a bummer but we still had a good time and we're going to talk about vegas and we're going to talk about some watch shopping experiences yes which i think is going to be really interesting uh what else do we have on our topics list today pg well while we were there we were once we got bedridden we were doing a lot of instagram surfing and there's there was just so much on sihh the show over in europe and it was just kind of like overwhelming amount of it was photos and we'll we'll talk briefly about that um we're also going to talk about watch reviews and what you read and see on social media and on websites, uh, you, you'll, you'll see what we mean when we get to that topic. Um, does that have to do with a recent article that we read about? It does okay. in Watch Pro, yeah. Um, and then we're going to talk about, let's see, what did you, oh, you put 2D versus 3D. So basically what a watch looks like in person versus what it looks like on a website, mm-hmm. right, in, in two dimensions. So. I'm going to talk about that. Uh, might touch a little bit on glycine. They've been in kind of at the forefront these days, especially on mass drop. So we're going to talk a little bit about glycine and what's going on out there. I think it's probably, probably about it. Um, so I've got some housekeeping items that we need to go through. Um, the first one, and we've been, we've been telling you guys for, months now to tag us on instagram um use the hashtag love and watches because there's going to be something special coming for those that get regrammed and this is it so we're announcing it today we'll probably announce the winner um, on next week's show but basically what we're doing is we're taking everyone that got regrammed um, in 2018 and we didn't start it till late 2018 so this was your best chance to win something because you don't have a lot of competition. We're just going to basically draw a name out of a hat. Um, But we got a couple really fun giveaways. So um, the first, and these are related to our two two latest guests that we've had on the show. So the first item that the winner is going to receive is a signed copy of 100 plus No BS Watch Tips from Anthony. And that'll be a signed copy. Uh, And then... Terry from Toxic Natos is throwing in a NATO strap, some extra spring bars for whatever watch you intend to put that strap on, and then one of his really cool strap changing tools. Mm. So 
very fun stuff. Um, and again, this this is your best chance. So we're probably going to do this like every six months. So we'll do a first half 2019 winner and then a second half 2019 winner. Um, but yeah, we started late. So this was your best shot. So those of you that did start tagging us and uh, using the hashtag, good job. Because now you're, now you're going to be in for this drawing and, and there's not that many of you. So and we've seen some really beautiful pictures. There's a lot of good photographers out there. And I know some people are using their phones and it's it's pretty cool to see yep. the quality. So. Yeah, we really appreciate you guys tagging us. Um, work on those photos; they're really fun to watch, and it's fun for us to go through and pick and, and regram. And it's been—we've had everything. I mean, this week we had a, a beautiful Rolex date just that we regrammed from a, a follower in Norway, and you know we've regrammed some Invictas and some other stuff. So doesn't matter what kind of watch, some citizens. Just and... you know, we're looking for photo quality. Um, we like interesting watches, different watches. We've we've uh, done some of those, uh, but yeah, just uh, remember to do that because there's, you know, there's it's not much work and you have a chance to win something. So I'm excited because both uh, Anthony and Terry have have uh, very graciously donated these uh, these first gifts for this this first drawing. They're so, really nice guys. <clears throat> they were so much fun to talk to. They they were a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun bringing those guys on the show. So. Again, we'll be announcing the winner on next week's show and then obviously on Instagram as well. Uh, we will be letting the winner know beforehand so you don't get surprised. Um, so that's that. Uh, SIHH. I don't know about this year. It was... To me, it looked like brands are trying to reinvent themselves. And of course, they are every year. I, I hope you can hear me. My, yep. I sound like a mouse. Uh, I'm guzzling my tea with honey. <clears throat> so, of course, they're reinventing themselves every year to some extent, but this year just seemed like some manufacturers got way, way, way far away from their core competencies. Yeah. Like, it's one thing to do something slightly different, but when you don't recognize it as their brand, and I've seen that with some of them. Well, the biggest one is is Audemars Piquet Correct. with their Code 1159 watches. Boy, I've seen some really harsh. Oh, they have really come under that. fire for that yeah. collection. So <clears throat> we'll see what they do with it. You know, I don't know. Perhaps it's... they're just trying to branch off and do something completely different, which I respect. But I think the hardcore fans and their traditions, it's completely off. It doesn't feel like it's up to AP standards. You know, it just doesn't feel that way. It looks a little ordinary. I mean, I wouldn't say it's bad, but it just, it wasn't what, I don't think it's what people were expecting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was one. Cartier announced the blue dial. Uh, Santos. That's another one that I was a little. I have mixed feelings on that one for sure. And a lot of people love blue dial and I get it, especially men. Well, everybody does, but. It's very popular um, color. To me, the chronograph even a chronograph alone is, it's a pretty, um, there's a lot going on with a chronograph, but then make it really dark and put it in that traditional. Well, it's not a chronograph though. I think it's a chronograph. No, I think the, the blue dial they announced was the standard three hander. I'm pretty it sure. Is? Yeah. But it was the large. So it's got the date window, which I'm not, I don't prefer. And it's just, we've tried, we tried on that Cartier and even on my wrist, it felt just gargantuan. So it would have been cool if they'd offered it in the medium as well, which is the white dial that we own. Um, you know, I think it's fine to offer new colors. 
I think it's a little unfortunate they only did it in the one size, but we could be in for uh, another announcement at some point, maybe next year with uh, with it coming out in the medium. So we'll just have to see see how that goes. We You're already correct. There's a there's a sub date window. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's a there's a date window. We already talked about the Freak X uh, on the last show or two shows ago, which I loved. Are we done talking about Cartier? I think so. Oh, I was just going to say that oh, yeah. when I think of Cartier, I think of that pure white, mm-hmm. that beautiful snowy backdrop and the simplicity of it and the Almost tradition. Almost like porcelain-like dial. Yes, and the tradition. And, and when I see blue, that's very modern. So I, I see that that they stay with the, the Santos is such a, there has such a legacy that I think changing it, it's like, don't break it if it's not, don't fix it if it's not broken. I kind that's of agree. Kind of I, yeah. And that's all I need to say. I think it would, I think the drive would have been a, do they make the drive in a blue? Maybe they already make the drive in a blue. Although I don't think they do. I think it's only white dial. There's a blonde blue I see in 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 blue. Um, but I think the drive is only. Pretty sure it's only white dial. I think that would have been a good candidate as a blue dial. Although maybe they already make it. I don't know. I'm not super familiar with Cartier. Just, it kind of limits your band possibilities with that quick release. You know, with the white dial, you can put any color. Yeah, that's true. Now, if it were black, maybe. But blue, you've got something that's competing on the color wheel you know you're gonna have do brown you're gonna go you know white and black are your shades and your tints so when you start talking about colors you you can't you know you got to be careful with what you're pairing with it as far as color theory yep for sure that's just the artist in me i'm I'm actually using my degree a little bit (laughs) folks yes i do i do actually have a bachelor of arts (laughs) degree in art which Uh. is um something i'm proud of but it's not very useful it's useful for some everyday things. It's useful for this, so yeah, that's good. which is fun. Okay, so... Um, there's one more thing I wanted to cover in housekeeping. I'm just going to cover it really quick if, if oh, you're cool with that. Are we are we done with SAHH too? I think so, I unless you have any other watches you wanted to talk about. You had mentioned The Freak. Well, we I talked about The Freak X two shows ago, because that's, um, that's now on my list. Um, and I got to try on the, the real, the, the full-blown Freak. Like your Grail that you would probably never buy list? Yes. Ah. Yeah, and then I tried on its bigger brother that, you know, the the original Freak in Vegas, and that was so cool. That was at um, the Hublot store, correct? <clears throat> oh, no, that, no, was no. With, that was with Curran. Yeah, that was with okay, Curran. Okay. Uh, so the only thing I, else I wanted to mention really quick, um, there is, there's a, something that's, that came out, I don't know, a couple years ago. Um, called the Watch Fast. If you guys seen anything on Instagram or oh, heard about your, it anywhere, this is in your craw, huh? Well, I don't know if it's really little, in my craw. Just I just little. want everyone to understand where that came from. So that, and I went back and looked as far as back as I could, and the earliest references I see to this. And first of all, what is a Watch Fast? Uh, basically, it's wearing the same watch for an entire month. Now, if you only have one watch, that's not a challenge. But if you're a watch collector and you've got lots of watches and you wear a different watch every day or you might even wear multiple watches in a day it is challenging it's not easy um i've done it pg's done it are there some rules involved as well i believe you can change a band i it's not official we oh. have to ask them but it's not official i don't think um but Excuse really me. where where that originated was with our good friends mike and kaz um of the two broke watch knobs podcast hi fellas hey guys they came up with it it's a fantastic idea it's a lot of fun so if you if you see it if you're using the term if you're gonna try one make sure to give them a call out you know tag them uh you know just just call them out for this because that that was their thing and and uh 
you know, they, they deserve credit for it. So, and I think Kaz, man, crazy, man. He's doing a watch fast with no watch. He's trying to go a month without wearing a watch. The anti-watch fast. It's almost like the anti-watch fast. Yeah. I couldn't do it. It feels weird physically. I mean, I, if I have a watch off my arm for five minutes, it feels weird. Like I got to get a watch back on. So now um, what, what brought up the topic? What brought up the topic? Oh, I don't know. I guess there's been some, another, I don't know if it's another podcast or someone on Instagram. I I don't know if they Oh, someone trying to, um, yeah, I don't know. But for me, I just, you know, if if someone, if someone comes up with something that catches on, like, like watch fast has, I don't like it when someone else comes along and tries to claim credit for that. So it'd be like someone um, trying to do like Speedy Tuesday or anything that, you know, Yeah, like Fratello, that's Speedy. A lot of you guys may not know the whole Speedy Tuesday hashtag that was created by Fratello. And some people may not know that. So, you know, it's always good to try to give credit where credit is due. So anyway, I just I don't want to spend any more time on this. I just wanted to put it out there. I know we have a lot of common users. So you guys may have heard Kaz mention this on their show. Um, If you don't listen to their show and you like to laugh and you like watches, definitely check them out. It's my favorite podcast, (laughs) just perfectly honest. Um, It is my favorite podcast. I love listening to those guys. It's not rated G, so it's not a family show. Just just a little warning. You know, if you're going, if you're driving, if you're in your commute, you're by yourself, you love watches, you want to laugh. Listen to two broke watch snobs because those guys have me rolling on the floor all the time. They're and they're uh, obviously very intelligent. Oh yeah, and and they're both just they're both great guys. And you know, as I've said in the past, they've been they were an inspiration for us to to start this podcast, and we're a big help. And we love those guys. So anyway, definitely check out their their podcast as you can hear. I'm, I'm stirring my tea. Yeah. All we do is drink tea, which has been kind of a nice tradition. In the well, afternoon, yeah, to our, our English and European friends. And I'm using my little Swedish fika tray. Our friends in uh, yeah. Northern Europe will understand what that is. So I've got I've actually got a real teapot filled with hot, hot water. So we've been um, being sick at the same time is really tough. Oh, so man, we're we're kind of trying to be each other's cheerleader and yeah. um, not not get into the competition of who feels worse because we've got animals <laughs> that depend on us. So uh, but I think today is a turnaround. So we're. Today seems to be. Today seems I feel to like be, we hit bottom, and now we're yeah. starting to climb up. I hope. <laughs> hit Although bottom. sometimes there's like a there's, sometimes there's like a false bottom where you think you've hit bottom, and then the next day it drops again. So we'll uh, see. I, I'm still. I pulled up all these Cartier watches on my iPad, and oh my gosh, I'm I'm kind of mesmerized by how many models they have. Oh and, yeah, and they do have a diverse collection of watches, but um, the white is just stunning, and even their chronograph is. Is beautiful, but I'm noticing that the brand new blue dial, large Santos is is a sunburst dial too. So I mean, it's just kind of like different. Very it's different. like I just think of Seiko when I think of dials like that. I don't think mm. of Cartier when I think of a vivid sunburst. But not to rehash old things. No, no, that's, um, that's fine. I'm gonna go back to my show notes here. So we got lots of show notes. So we should probably jump into the wrist checks. Okay. Um, do you want to take a? Do you want to go first? I can go first. Okay. Let me pull up some more notes here. Um, this is a watch I've, I've worn before on a podcast mm-hmm. and I had a different watch on this morning. I had that Stellaris That's a fun electronica one. thing, which is really neat. You got that yeah. Which is actually battery driven, but it's a mechanical movement with an actual balance wheel. It's pretty yeah. cool. I, I did a video on our YouTube channel so you can check it out. And this watch is another unusual movement. It's the Dan Henry 1964 Gran Turismo chronograph. 
and it is a mecha quartz. So that's a mechanical yeah. mechanical uh, chronograph, but it's driven by a battery and it's a quartz. Yeah. So the underlying movement is a quartz movement, but then they slap a mechanical chronograph on top. And uh, so it resets like a regular chronograph and stuff. It snaps back. And I actually, last year, and you did a review in I November did a review. of last year. I on did the a website. review in 2018 on this as soon as I got it. And it was my very first review. Yeah. And it's it's not a long review, but it, it's a down and dirty, mm-hmm. um, really easy read and kind of from a woman's perspective, which isn't a lot different than a man's perspective when it comes to this watch. So Probably not, but it's for anyone that has a smaller wrist, you know, because you're coming from that perspective of having a small yes. wrist. And so. a fella in our red bar group. Yeah. Uh, Paolo, he has this watch and he's not a very, he's not a giant guy. No, he's, he's got a, small wrists. Yeah. He's, he's super cute and he wears this watch and it looks yep. really nice on him. So he and I have fun, um, trying on each other's watches cause our wrists are almost identical size. He's going to like your new one that we're not going to oh, talk yeah. about today. Oh yeah. Oh, that's, that's, we'll talk we'll about, talk that, about later. that next week probably. Yeah. Um, so, so this, yeah, super yeah, cool watch. So I did a review on this and I, t- I put my own photos in there and I, I don't know if anyone even knows it's there. <laughs> Well, we're still. I, I'm not, I haven't gotten any love from we anyone. Don't, we don't it. do the SEO thing really good. The the search engine optimization. I just don't we're, understand all that stuff. We're down to earth beginners, and we are. But um, so we're you know the website traffic's starting to build. But if you guys are interested in a really cool, really affordable chronograph, uh, and you'd like to get a, a slightly different perspective on it, definitely go to loveandwatches.com. And uh, just search for Dan Henry, and the, the review will come up, and and you can check it out. And it's not a long read; you can get through it in just a few minutes, a couple minutes, probably. Um, yeah, we, and we try the, to make our reviews pretty compact because we know everyone's running a million miles an hour. So it's a, it's such a pretty watch, and it's got the grains of rice band. I know a lot of people call it beads of rice, but oh, it drives me crazy. Technically, call it what you want. I've never seen a bead of rice. A rice <laughs> rice is a grain, so I've it's a eaten grain. grains of rice. And even I've on the internet it says grains or beads and grains is yeah, technically what the correct term crazy. is. So it could be just a accepted slang, which I, I'm fine with that. I think <clears> someone <throat> started it and it just kinda of caught on and, and I, I don't know, but it's it's a grains of rice bracelet. So that's what the bracelet is. It's very pretty. Uh, it's highly polished. The dial is silver shiny silver the sub dials are a charcoal but there's a really nice anti-reflection which can sometimes give the tint a little bit of a blue mm-hmm. color on the sub dials but mm-hmm. um it's date, a great looking watch yeah the date is at 4 30 it's a it's not um it doesn't have any uh, like raised surroundings around it so it blends in really nicely the indices are applied i talk a little bit about the shape of all the different applied indices on here and um I really like it a lot. It's, it's, you know, it is a cla- it's a reproduction of a classic, which is wonderful. And I think it works on any wrist. It was really hard to pick what color I wanted of this watch. And mm-hmm. I sometimes wonder if I should have gotten the all silver because that would have made it a little more. Is that what, is that what our, our red bar sack buddy has? Yeah. Uh, I think he has the reverse Panda mm. and I have the, Black with I have the, the regular Panda. Yeah. yeah. But I, I love, love the, solid silver which would have been more wearable but i don't have a true panda so i wanted to add that to my it looks great and that's your second dan henry it is you have the 1970 diver in a 40 millimeter that i bought for you for your birthday that was yeah one of uh you bought me as a gift a couple years ago yeah and that's a super cool watch kind of a compressor style with With an internal i i just really like what dan henry does he does some great stuff he's not he doesn't try to 
hide it or cover up what he's doing. He comes right out and says, look, I'm making homages. He's to, making it affordable. To watches yeah. that I have in my own personal collection and I'm making them affordable. It's, and if it's you make awesome. it an automatic, yes, it's going to be wonderful, but it jumps your price way up. So he's he's helping the entry level person get involved in watches. Well, true. But even your the 1970 has the Seiko automatic oh, yeah. movement and it was yeah. like 270 bucks. So that's and that's good. a really good movement totally. compared, compared to some micro brands and what they're using these days. You know, that's, yep. uh, no, it's, it's a Seiko's great really reliable. All right. Should I do my wrist check? Yeah. <clears throat> so today I am wearing my Seiko. I think it's the SRPC 93. It's the, that beautiful blue dial. It was modeled after the blue whale. If you look at the side of a blue whale, they've got the lines. Um, just a, it's still one of my favorite dials in my collection. Um, it's bright blue at the top and it kind of, it's a gradient dial. So it becomes dark black at the bottom. Does it have a name? Well, they, they call it the save the ocean. And this is the Sam, the 93 is the samurai version. So it actually comes on a Seiko metal bracelet. Uh, right now I have it on a, a Mr. Sailcloth strap, which is black with uh, blue stitching. And it looks just really looks nice. so good with this black and blue watch. Did I you mean, buy that strap for that watch or did I you? I did. Okay. I bought it for this watch. Uh, not obviously not real sailcloth. Sail, real sailcloth would get destroyed, but can modern you, modern quote unquote sailcloth straps can you are get like that a nylon type. Wet in the water. Like, oh, totally. Okay. I've I've taken it in the jacuzzi in the pool. It's uh, yeah, no problem getting it wet. Uh, this has the Seiko NR. Is it the? It's the four R thirty five, I think, which is the date only. Mm-hmm. It's not a day date. It's just the date only. Just a beautiful watch. Great bezel. I always like to click the bezel. You sure do. Yeah, I'm a bezel guy. What can I say? Well, Um, you're a diver and you understand the importance of a good bezel. It's a big watch. I think it's hard for some folks, like smaller wrists, to. How many millimeters? It's a 44 or 45. It's a big watch. Um, I can barely wear the sub. But I just, I absolutely love them. I just think it's such a great looking watch. It's. It is really pretty. It is really pretty. And I think it's, it's not flashy. It's really interesting and very cool, and the dial's beautiful, and the I like that the bezel is blue. Like they actually did the kind of ombre on the bezel to match. Yep. If you have it at zero, it sort of matches the dial. So it, it's it's I think it's a really well composed dial. Yeah, the it's uh, the bezel is also a gradient dial, so it's just two different colors of blue, not gradient, but two different colors of blue, and I, I just think they really they killed it with this. You can't go wrong with Seiko. No, and I, MSRP on their website's like five hundred and twenty-five bucks, but I know you can find it. I found it online for under four hundred. So there's multiple sources. If you just search for it, um, you'll find it for under four hundred bucks. Again, it's the SRPC ninety-three, and if you have you know seven plus inch wrists, I, I cannot recommend this watch more highly. I just love it. Seiko seems to do a lot of blue dials that are really well received. Like. My Belmatic is blue. They made so many blue Belmatics back in the 70s. That's mm-hmm. blue. Um, that, little, that little Seiko that we got in the $2 baggie of goodness from the... Yep. from the um, Oh, your chronograph. The know. little chronograph quartz, that's, that's a blue, blue dial. Seiko just does dials well. I mean, you look at, at this dial or my Seiko Presage dial, Cocktail Time, or... Even the Seiko 5s. I was looking at mine yeah. yesterday. And look at the Grand Seiko dial. I mean, they're just, they're insane. I mean, the workmanship and the craftsmanship that goes into the dials. Seiko just really knows how to do dials. So. Mm-hmm. Great brand. 
All right, so that's that's risk check. Should we talk a little bit about Vegas? Yeah, we had a good time before we got sick. It was fun. I mean, our first or our second night there, we did dinner up at the top of uh, Stratosphere. Yeah, that was interesting. We'd never been up there, and our our cab driver on the way from the airport had recommended it, so we checked it out. And it's a turning restaurant, so it spins like three. You know, it it moves and does a full rotation in like just over an hour. But we went up there just at sunset. It was amazing. And it was affordable. 106 stories up. Yeah, that was a little nerve-wracking. At first it was, but then you... It was Especially so after a beautiful. couple of glasses of wine, you're feeling pretty good. <laughs> it was like you were flying. It, it was spectacular. I couldn't believe so. the view. I mean, and the sun was setting and... Yeah, definitely recommend that to anyone that wants to go out for a nice dinner in Vegas. It's just not something you think of. It's way down, kind of not in such a great area. Um, but man, it was it was spectacular, really fun. Then we went up, um, we went up to 108th floor and watched some crazy people jump off the Bungie. tower in huge winds. They, actu- mean, they actually shut it down. Oh my gosh! Eventually, because no there was a wind advisory in the whole Vegas area the day we landed. Was what was very really windy. weird is when we were sitting there watching dinner, all of a sudden you would just see like a, a body, body. <laughs> out of the corner of your eye, like falling off the building. Oh. It was really weird. Um, and then we went, then there's a, like a bar lounge on the 107th really floor cool. in the center that overlooks the restaurant 360 degrees. That was really fun. That was fun. So definitely for me, it's a must see. So if you've never been up there, Definitely go check. It's, the, the restaurant's called Top of the World. Make reservations when you go to Vegas. It's a lot of fun. So we did that. We did lots of watch shopping, looking. I mean, that's what we do when we go to Vegas. Um, For the most part, the, the ADs, the salespeople, were really nice to us. And they were pretty nice to us even before we started talking about having a podcast. And I didn't know if that would sway anybody's perception of us. But we weren't dressed really nice. I mean, I had like jeans and cowboy boots and yeah no, long sleeve t-shirt and you were wearing a a shirt that was actually there was a bunch of trade shows in town and his shirt had some logos on it that they thought was part of a trade part of show, the trade show yeah. so everyone thought oh you're here for that trade show and we're like no we're just vacationing for fun so let's talk about the experiences because and we, we've had shows where we talked about where to buy watches but i want to talk about watch buying experiences um, cause we, we had a lot of them when we were there. We had them last year too. And interesting ones. You know, what we've really learned over the years, you buy from people. So, and what I mean by that is you may be looking for a certain watch and you're, you're set on buying that watch, but you go in and you have a bad experience and you walk out, you don't buy the watch. It totally sours you. And then you end up having some amazing experience where you didn't expect to have a good experience. And you buy a watch that you mm-hmm. didn't expect to buy. Mm-hmm. So we experienced that, didn't we? Mm-hmm. We did. For sure. Um, you know, we we bought several watches from uh, Tourneau, which is a multi-brand store. Uh, several watches there over the last year. And not such a good experience this time. I'm not going to go into all the details, but suffice it to say, they had a watch that you had been looking for. Mm-hmm. Um it was uh, it was a Rolex Explorer two the the five digits so the forty millimeter, um, and it just wasn't a good experience. And we wa- we would have bought the watch I think if the experience had been good, but we didn't. We walked out. Well, the sales associate was very nice. Very nice. Very nice. But it just at the end of the day, they were not willing. They weren't really willing to sell it to us. 
Yeah, and I for felt, what they wanted. I kind of felt like they were trying to. They were trying to make me feel like this was some super rare watch, and it's not. You They've can go fallen into, into the trap. Yeah, you can the go into Chrono Twenty Four, yeah. and there's so many five digit Explorer twos. This was um, actually the older of them too, wasn't it? But, the older movement. Well, yeah, it's and this was the older movement, the thirty thirty one thirty five, I think, and not the thirty one thirty six with the longer power reserve, which is more desirable. But yeah, they just. They, I, I didn't like being talked to, like being trying to be convinced that this was some super special watch and and that Everyone I should just it. be happy to pay their asking price, blah, blah, blah. Right. It just, it's the so, whole Rolex thing. Yeah. It's and, the whole, they're, we, they're getting in on it. We walked out. They lost, not only did they lose the sale, I probably won't shop at Torneau anymore. And, you know, the point here is our, the sales rep that we had bought all of our Torneau watches from, she's no longer there. She's moved on to a boutique in another area and you buy from people it had i guarantee you it would have been a totally different experience if she were there but anyway so that was that was our first i think it was the first place it was and we weren't asking for the world either we really weren't no not at all and i think that might have even been a little bit overpriced for that watch because of the age yeah it, it wasn't even so much that they weren't willing to you know, do anything like they wouldn't, they wouldn't even come that come down by like 50 bucks. Right. They weren't willing to do anything. It wasn't even so much that I just didn't like being given the whole store. I mean, we know a lot about watches. They knew we had a watch podcast cause we had a conversation with the gal. I just didn't like being told, Hey, this is super rare. You're not going right. to find it anywhere else. It's like, uh, you're wrong. Yeah. We you don't know? know everything, but we had been doing specific research, research on this yeah. exact watch. So in that case, we did have some knowledge prior to walking in there. Yeah. And I, I just, I kind of felt like I was being sold a story and I didn't like that. So, so we walked out and yeah, yeah they'll probably sell it. They'll sell it to someone that's willing to oh. pay that price, but they've lost a customer because I, I probably won't shop at Torno anymore. You know, it's unfortunate. And they, I know they were just bought by Carl Bucher, so I don't know if they're going to go through some changes, but yeah, it just it was just unfortunate. Um, but from there, we went to a Hublot boutique. Yeah, and I'd never really looked at Hublot because, shall I talk about why? Oh, yeah. Um, they get a lot of hate online on Instagram because of some of their radical designs, but not all of their watches are like that. I think there's a small percentage that are out there, but... I looked at some ladies' watches that I posted on Instagram that were actually really beautiful. Yeah, the cla- the Classico or the Classic. Yeah, I, they had two dial, three dials. They had a green, was it green and gold? And then yep. they had the, the stainless mm-hmm. uh, grayish white, yep. like a silver and a charcoal. It actually wasn't stainless, it was titanium. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So it was but you look. couldn't tell because it was polished titanium. Yeah. It was really pretty. It was quite dressy. And that's, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, seriously consider it because I have enough dressy watches for the very few amount of times that I need to dress up. Yeah. And I, I tried on the larger version, but the point was, it was a great experience. Our sales associate, he was awesome. He's, he spent time with us. He, he remembered us. The, uh... Yeah. He remembered us from last year right away. No, we, no, that's a different. Oh, oh we, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We went to so many places. It was the first time we met him. <laughs> um, but he pulled out the La Ferrari which is like a $375,000 watch. I'm like, would you, do you think you'd pull that out? So I, I just want to try it. He's like, oh, totally. Walked in, pulled it out. I mean, no, not even a second thought, right? Knowing I was not a buyer. And I wasn't going to buy this thing. Yeah, you had said that sometimes 
like the San Francisco ADs won't even let anybody try. One of our listeners had DM'd us and said that uh, they had tried to try it on in San Francisco and they wouldn't allow it. So he probably won't ever go back there, right? Right. It's just, it's ridiculous. Well, and in Las Vegas, we've talked, we talked a lot about this to the ADs that we, that we spent time with. And they said in, in Vegas, you just never know. You never know what anybody is intending to do or what their status is. Like the story he told us about that little boy who came in and asked about a a timepiece. Oh, we'll, we'll cover that when we get to, to that store. But yeah, okay. that, that's a great example. But yeah. I wanted to talk I won't about, about it. Yet, then. So, so who, bottom line, Hulu, great experience, right? We didn't buy a watch. Uh, we didn't rule it out. You know, you were looking. You you really liked it, and that it was, was pretty. It was on the list. It was something that could have happened. Um, we didn't rule it out, but we left Hublo. We went to a couple other places. I think we went to a Blancpain boutique boutique just to look at those. They're out of our price range anyway, so yeah, wasn't something yeah. we could afford. Really pretty. They wouldn't let us even touch some stuff. Oh, all behind glass cases. They didn't offer to take anything out. It was like a museum. Out. Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely very high end in there, let's just say. Well, um, we went in and tra- tried on the JLC moon face. Oh, yeah, we went I'm to looking, JLC. I'm looking and for a moon face. They were very nice. Very, very nice. sweet. Oh, yeah. But it was, but I, I felt the hard sell in there. Like, you should buy it today. Buy mm-hmm, it today. Mm-hmm. Buy. Come on, you could, you could walk out with this. And I didn't yeah. like that. I don't like the hard sell. And that's a super dressy, but it was beautiful. It was a manual wind reverso. Yeah. yeah. And the flip side was the dark color with the moon phase. It had diamonds. Yeah. A very art deco and grains of rice bracelet. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. But I, nice. I, I can't even count on one hand the amount of times I would wear that in a year. Yeah. Cause we just don't go to those. Maybe a wedding, but we're at the age where people aren't getting married aren't anymore. Getting mar- we're at the age where people are dying. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> I, I was I or was gonna div- say that, but I didn't want to be macabre. <laughs> yeah, we're not really at the age where we're going to weddings anymore. Um, People are buying RVs at our age. Once our like nieces and nephews grow up, so we got another twenty years before weddings start up again. Yeah. So so anyway, the the next one we went to was a boutique that we had targeted um, because you were looking at a specific watch, and that's the Panerai. Oh yeah, the, the new... Luminor Duo thirty eight millimeter white dial. Um, so we went to the Panerai Boutique. They had it. I wanted to see it in the flesh because I had seen it online and I liked the watch, but it didn't have the sandwich dial. Right. It had a flat dial and it looked a little cheap on the photo. And then you tried it on. I tried it on. It looked better. You so. loved it. Yeah. And you would have walked out with that watch if the experience had been good. But we just felt like... I, he felt, I felt like the, our, our, the person who helped us was bored. He was bored, like we were wasting his time. Um, yeah, I, I, he just, I don't know if he judged us because I walked in with a sweatshirt and jeans. And I, I, honestly, I don't know, but you can never prejudge people. We've talked about that before. As a salesperson, you can't ever do that. And so the bottom line was we walked out. We mm-hmm. didn't buy the watch. And that, that's a watch. If it had been a good experience, I guarantee you, you'd have bought that watch. You'd have bought it. I'm finding that some of the brand new watches now, the dials look a little bit playful and cheap to me. Like when I think of the Panerai, I love, love, love the sandwich dial. And there's collectors online that have these stunning watches that they, they look, they have a certain look. And this new, this new model didn't quite the have that dial. look, the white dial. It you was, tried the black dial too. I liked the, the black the dial. Gray dial. It was a little harder to read. But it had the sandwich. But it had the sandwich. Yeah. It was really pretty. Um, but the white... It was a little, it was really casual to me. Mm-hmm. 
but I still liked it. I loved I loved the size. It's it was really an everyday nice. Watch. It was big enough to be Panerai, but it was small enough that it didn't look like I was wearing my dad's watch. Yeah, exactly. Big, big, giant, like I was playing dress up yep. as a kid. So, because yeah. I don't want to have it hanging over the edge, the lugs. You get totally. to a point where it is too big. Yeah. But um, yeah, so we walked out of there. We walked out. And that's out. okay because we wanted to see. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I, I think it was the next day we went to the shops and the Venetian, the Venetian uh, canal shops. Oh, I love that. And place. It's fun. we went to a store called Horlogio which we had never bought anything from, but we had met the manager when we were there for couture, when we had stopped in. Really nice, polished Fantastic guy. Fantastic yeah. guy. Really just a great guy. Uh, so we basically went back just to say hi to him, right? And just to, you know, check out some watches, but no plans to buy anything. He remembered us right away. Mm -hmm. Where did you buy your watch in Vegas? I bought my watch from him. <laughs> yep. Yep. It was, I mean, it's just. And something, yeah, something I didn't think I would buy. No, and, and they... They kind of it runs the gamut. They have Longines, they have Frederic Constant, they have all the way up to Blancpain, Frank Muller, Tag, Grand Seiko. They've got Breitling, Glashuta Original. They've got some pretty high end uh, Gerard Perigo, Omega. They got Zenith. a lot of brands. Zenith. They have the Zenith El yep. Primeros, which are gorgeous. Yeah, so they've got you know from kind of entry level Swiss up to some relatively high end Swiss watches. But they're just, they're so, he's, he's such a warm and welcoming guy. He remembered us from mm -hmm. back in a May year ago. when we were there. Yep. Um, and you said, I'm looking for a moon phase. And he, yeah. you started going around and, and long story short, you bought a moon phase. I uh, did. And it was not, a it's lot. coming tomorrow. I was really surprised at how the price because yep. even the one with the diamonds on it was the one that was decked out with bling bezel Wasn't was bad. still less than that ex that used old explorer in the torno so the um yep. the one i bought was much more affordable than i thought it would be in and totally. I, you can get it gray for a lot less but i i i wanted the factory warranty on this and mm -hmm. and it's just the experience i mean it, it was such a good experience there was there was no hard pressure sell we were trying all all kinds of stuff on it was just an enjoyable experience. Uh, and he told us the story, which you had already mentioned about the kid. Oh yeah. Tell the story where he had, um, a young kid came in. I mean, I don't he know. He said he was 14, 14 or 15, something like that. And he said, I, what's your most expensive watch? Timepiece. Timepiece. He said, timepiece. He said, what's your most, can I see your most expensive timepiece? And the sales rep who had been pretty, was pretty new, I guess. Just he rolled his eyes. He said, "Oh God, not again." And the kid, I guess the kid left. Um, and or no, he stepped in and started helping him, and he told well, the associate to go. Long wait story in the back short, room. the guy got fired mm -hmm. on the and spot. What happened was the kid's dad did come back, luckily, and ended up spending like seventy-five grand in there. On a lot, yeah. You know, and, and the the guy missed. Not only did he lose his job, he missed out on the commission. You, you just never know. You just never know. Treat everyone the same. If you're in sales, you got to treat well, everyone the same. That's any lesson in life. You treat everybody how yeah. you want to be treated. Yeah, and it was just really. It's unfortunate the guy blew it, you know. And uh, luckily, they didn't lose the business, which was great for uh, for our, our buddy who's the store manager there. But you know, I think that the moral of the the watch shopping story is that you don't always know where you're going to buy from. 
and you don't always know what you're going to, even though you may have something in mind, if you go in and you have a really bad experience, you're probably going to walk out. You're not going to feel good handing over your hard-earned money to someone who could care less about you. doesn't want to spend time with you. You know, it it's, makes a big difference. Well, and, and when they're not, if an AD is pushing for you to spend more because they want you to spend more, that's... He wasn't pushing me to spend more. He was Correct. He was just helping me look for things. And I got out of Vegas for a fraction of what, what could have thought. happened. Yeah, exactly. You did. Which, in the, you know, yeah. that makes me happy. No, it was it was a, such a pleasant experience. And and they're shipping it to us. So tomorrow. It gets no, here tomorrow. No tax, which is awesome. So we saved <clears> quite a bit of money there. And it just ended up being such a great experience. Yeah. You know, I just, never thought I would pick that brand either. It's a, a dressy brand, but it's a 30... 38, 38? I think. Mm-hmm. Well, and he walked, also walked us downstairs to their super high-end store that has all like the, Breguet, all the way Vacheron, Patek. Yeah. It's got Groibel, Forsy, some really high-end stuff. You Just for fun, you tried on that Breguet. Oh, uh, the, the like Rain de Naples. Yeah. Or something crazy, but <laughs> 37 grand. That's so All that stuff was so dressy, though. It just didn't... Even the IWC was too dressy, the other moon phase. And yeah, it was, I just wouldn't wear it anywhere. It wasn't too my, expensive. It didn't and, fit my personality. But he he walked us down there, you know, left the store, walked us down there, introduced us to people. It was just the whole experience from beginning to end with um, with Horlogio was just amazing. So definitely, if you go to Vegas and you're shopping for watches, one of the best places to go is Hor. It's called Horologio, and it's in the Venetian canal shops. Definitely go check it out. Really nice fella. Yeah, uh, and this and that comes tomorrow. It's got an in-house movement. Yep. Uh, it's got two subdials. One's a moon phase, and the other is a with stars. It's super mm-hmm. pretty. And the other dial is the date. Mm-hmm. So it's a Start date and date. moon phase. No second hand, but I kind of like that because it's. Um, and he kind of, I think he kind of giggled a little when I said that. I didn't yeah. think he he had thought of it, but I always, if your watch doesn't have a second hand, it always gives me more of a relaxed feel. Right. Of checking time. It kind of calms you down. It calms things down because you don't have that feeling that every second is ticking by in your right, life. Right. <laughs> which is kind of a funky way of looking at it. But um He also thinks you're crazy for wanting a bracelet on it. I know. It the, comes with the, the leather one with strap. the diamonds had a bracelet. It did. It did. Which is kinda which was kind of I thought there strange, was an awful lot going on on that watch for a uh I bracelet, still think but... that bracelet would fit the one you bought. We'll we'll have to have him check it out for you. I think he was If the lugs were the same size, we'll have to I think it was the same identical case. I think it was the same case, just different bezel. So it's a bigger case diameter. However, the lugs oh, might be. This, yeah, it was. Oh, okay. You can tell on my wrist. Work, I think it was a forty. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was beautiful too. But it had a single um, single window with the moon phase at six o'clock right. and the date within it around. Yes. But yeah. um, I'm really excited to get that one and talk about it because it was a it was really affordable and yes you if you For a mechanical if you really desire it, it you can get it gray and mm-hmm. you're missing out on um your experience and your warranty but um and some people don't care about that gray. yeah some people don't care about that and that's fine uh, I like to develop relationships with with ads it, it's I just feel good about it. I know they're going to take care of me it's always good in the it's long the run. same with our Rolex ad here locally I just know they're going to take care of us so. So anyway, that was kind of, that was our shopping experience. Like we said, we came home early. Both of us were coughing and not happy. Yeah. And Oh, well, back in that store, you were looking at that Longines that was like a thousand bucks. Oh, the um, VHP. Yeah, the, the so super cool. accurate quartz perpetual yes. calendar 
which yes. we didn't really get much time to go back and look at that. But um, Plus that was or a minus really five seconds a year. Yeah, I that think. was a really interesting watch where he pulled the crown out and then to readjust it adjusts for you, so you don't have to send it back to manufacturer for adjustment for date if you. Yeah, so it's it's a quartz movement, but it it's got a little IC in there. And so basically what happens is when you're not wearing it, you pull the crown out, the watch stops. That's right? an IC for our, our listeners that don't Integrated know. circuit. So you pull the crown out, watch stops, you're not burning battery time. But then when you pick it up and push the crown in, it's been keeping time that whole time in the background, but using very little energy. So when you push it in, the hands like do their little dance and they go like set a to the exact yep. right time. Yep. So cool. And yep. then you can also adjust it forward and back in one hour increments. So if you're traveling... Just a really neat watch. Yeah, I would, almost bought it. I know. Almost bought it. Well, it's not going anywhere. No, it's and you can get them online, and you know it, that, that might be when I'd get online. But it, it's just such a cool. It had a really neat traditional Longines look to it. Yeah, stainless with the light dial, and it was blue really dial, pretty. white dial. Definitely, if you guys are into like super high accurate quartz movements, you can probably you find travel? it for under a thousand dollars. It's the the Longines VHP. We saw it at Couture Time too, but just such a cool watch. I, I don't remember really seeing it at Couture. It. Yeah, we saw it when we visited Longines. But uh, anyway, so I did look at that. I didn't buy. I didn't buy any watches. But, it was kind of uh, all about me this time, which was really sweet. It was. It was definitely yeah. about you. Uh, okay, so let's let's move on to our next topic. We're at forty five minutes. So, <clears throat> so the second thing we wanted to talk about. This is related to an article we that read. I read on on a it's a UK based website. It's called WatchPro.com. I think it's .com. It might be co.uk, but it's it's called WatchPro, and it's it's an it's a website for folks in the industry. So it's kind of dry reading a lot of the time. There's no watch reviews or anything like that. It's it's industry news, and I subscribe to their their uh, email or their email list and. They published an article early in the week. This was UK, England specifically. Yeah. And so what was going on was or EU. something called, this was just UK, something called the CMA, which is Competition and Marketing Authority. I guess they ran a little sting. Um, There's laws involved, and right? And they went after a lot of, God, I hate this word, influencers, which could be bloggers it could be video bloggers it could be instagram accounts just instagram accounts there's some famous people listed on there too actors actresses well, yeah and it could be celebrities um, sports right? figures and the whole thing around this was <clears throat> um me. the fact that these people were these influencers whatever you want to call them were um talking up specific watches they were doing reviews and saying how wonderful they were. Well, they weren't disclosing that they had received free things from that manufacturer. And Gifts. Yeah. Now, now, how does this differ from a, a brand ambassador? That's a well, brand they're... ambassador is hired by the brand. So, you know, they work for the brand, you know, or they're a contractor for the brand. For right. You know, they're there representing that brand. Mm -hmm. These people are not attached to the brands, but because they have big following on on Instagram, the brands give them free watches or free stuff. And then these guys give the brands glowing reviews without disclosing that they've received free things. So it's like going to a website and it says sponsored post. Right? Like Amazon. So yeah, it means that it basically means that the manufacturer wrote that article, paid for the website to post the article for them. Right. So that's in the US you have to you have to 
disclose that kind of stuff. And so the UK is really clamping down. And I read this, I just loved it, right? Because we, from the beginning when we started this, we refused to take anything from manufacturers. If they, a lot of times they'll send you a watch and they'll say, enjoy it, post it on Instagram and keep it. We won't do it. We just won't keep it. We've always sent it back. We either send it back or we'll, you know, we've, we've got one that we're probably going to do a giveaway with, but we just, there's no way to be objective if you're keeping stuff because then you feel obligated to Mm -hmm. give a good review. I'll tell you, you know how I feel about that. If I'm reading reviews on Amazon and I see I was compensated with this, you know, for my fair review, I skip that review. I don't, I don't really, I don't read it. I, I don't either. And most of them now are those reviews. They're like, I know it's like, does Amazon anybody buy this stuff? Or whatever. Does anyone buy it? Yeah. And they're all getting stuff for free. Sometimes I run across a review that says, I did not get this for free. This is a real review, which is so sad that it's. Yeah. There seems to be kind of a backlash against that now because. That's been going on a while. It's been, yeah. Amazon's been doing it for a long time where they give away stuff and then. I don't get stuff yeah, no. <laughs> from Amazon. But uh, so the point is, so I like to see that UK is clamping down on this and they've said Penalties could be large fines in two years in the big house if you do not disclose that you've received free stuff from a manufacturer whose whose product you are reviewing. And I love to see that the UK is clamping down on this. I think it's great. That would have a huge impact here in the United States, especially in the watch. Well, US and is already pretty. You you can you get busted if you don't disclose. Now a lot of people. Not, well, I read it's reviews hard to track, online. Right? Yeah. It's, how do you know so if someone's not getting the watch for free on IG? On Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all this stuff, the government can't keep up. So a lot of people are still getting away with it. We know that. Well, it, it, I can prove that because when we were at Couture, one of the manufacturers sat I down know. and said, okay, what's your, do you want the rate sheet? And you're like, no, what? she asked me for my rate, rate sheet. And you're like, what and does she that was, mean? looked totally bored. And yeah. And I'm like, what do you so mean? I just want to see Apparently a lot of media, quote media. Oh yeah. They put the rate sheet down and say, bloggers. show me what you have. And if you want anything reviewed, this is what it's going to cost. And that so drives me nuts. we know that's going on. Yeah. And that's not what we're about. It's not what we will ever be about. We're doing this because we love watches. We've said it many times. We just do it because we enjoy talking about watches and we don't take any, any, some manufacturers will like, you'll review a watch, send it back. And then they will send you like a discount code and say, if you want to buy one, you can get 30% off. So they do it after you've reviewed it because they don't, they want to make sure you're unbiased, you're unbiased, which is fine, but I don't even feel comfortable taking the discounts. I, I just want to pay what everyone else pays. If I like the watch, you know, I'll send back my review piece. And if I like it, I'll, pay, I'm happy to pay the price that everyone else is paying. I'm no, no different or no more special than anybody else right. out there that's buying a watch. It's, um, there have been a couple of watches that we've had in for review that I really wanted to buy, but you know, they they should make a way for you to buy it as a used watch because it's clearly been manhandled. Yeah. But Some of them have been, those really are usually put through the ringer. Yeah. Those are their watches which that I'd be fine with. dedicate to, you know, cause a lot of times I'll be asked to send it on to the next reviewer. So yeah. those are watches they dedicate to just, those are their review pieces. They don't sell them, you know, when they, when they eventually look terrible, they'll probably just trash them. But, uh, that's kind of sad. Anyway, we just, we want to mention that it's be very careful when you're reading things online, especially Instagram, especially Instagram. Well, any review, if someone's pushing a watch and they've got, you know, 500,000 followers and they're pushing a watch hard, be aware. It's very likely they're getting free stuff from that manufacturer. They may not be in all cases, but in a lot of cases they are. So don't be swayed 
by a celebrity or a big Instagram account, if they're pushing something, do your own research and check it out. And it's no different than Amazon. I mean, most of the reviews are garbage now because they're all these from these people that get the stuff for free. So find the reviews where people actually bought the product and were not paid to review it. And, uh, you know, just do your own research. Be aware. This is going on. There's a lot of this going on out there because it's just, it's so easy for people to get away with it. Yeah. Well, the brand ambassador thing is a different topic. Yeah, no, that's totally different. Right. <clears throat> like totally when, I, different. when I found out that uh, Gwyneth Paltrow is the brand ambassador for Frederic Constant, she actually does it in coordination with a charity, with a yes, huge charity. she does. So it's a little bit different than like, look at me, I'm wearing this watch and, you know, they have all these, you know, some of these big, big brands have big brand ambassadors. But And for all I know, they all have their own charities for the watch too. Yeah, but right. they, they're very clear in, in all the signs and all the signage for... Frederic Constant that she's representing a choose your own charity. Well, and most effort. of those ambassadors, they're not getting paid. They're getting no. free watches, right? Yeah. They're getting free free stuff, but they're not getting paid. It's more publicity from them. Not <coughs> not so much publicity for the watch company, but more them. But oh, sorry about that. But yeah, the charity thing, I, I liked to hear that. So, so the next, I, I think we've we've covered that. The next topic that you had put on here was two D versus three D, which we mentioned. But you had a specific watch you wanted to talk about, right? Yeah. Well, I don't have a whole lot. To, there's not a lot to say about this because I don't want to get into really boring art design, you know, principles. But I, I just noticed how, how different things look in real life than on a photo. Like they can look, they are the same watch and they look similar, but they really do change. Like seeing a photo just this week, I took of my Explorer with my black uh, long sleeve shirt on mm-hmm. and I had a scarf on. When you look at that watch head on on a photo, it looks so different than when you're wearing it. I mean, it gives yeah. such a different look. And it's I found it really interesting because um, don't just buy a watch by what it looks like online. I mean, you get a pretty good idea, but until you see it in real life, you could probably be pleasantly surprised either way. I mean, some watches I've purchased, like, for example, my, my Speedmaster. That one online looks totally different than in real life. In real life, it shines. Yeah. And it just sparkles and it wears smaller. It has a different profile because mm-hmm. all you're getting is more of a flat on look yep. online and they look different. And very zoomed in. And very zoomed in, a lot of detail. And I was so overwhelmed by how beautiful it was when I opened that box. I like the Explorer, all the angles, the lugs, the the way the bracelet meets the case. Totally different in a two-dimensional versus a three-dimensional. Right. Well, it gives it more weights, just like with people. We look a little bigger, a little different on, on a photo than we do in real life. So it's, you know, try, if you're going to spend a lot of money on a watch, that's a lot of money for you. Make sure you try it on in real life too. Now it's not always possible, obviously with like micro brands that sell direct to consumer online, you can't always do it. You can always sell those, right? If they don't work out. <laughs> you, you okay? Oh God. <laughs> We're talking too the much. The cost's coming back. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, if you can, definitely check it out. And the Explorer 2, you were not as sold on after you actually tried it Correct. on. Correct. When I when I tried it on, I thought it looked so big. I thought it looked so big on my wrist that we might have to cut this show a little Which short. is kind of <laughs> odd because you love the Submariner, and I think it looks smaller than the Submariner, but maybe it was that white dial that stands out more. You just It looked really it large. It yeah. didn't wow me like it does when I see it on other people online. Yeah. but um, Plus, the lighting was really bad. In the back of the store. It was dark. It was terrible. It was fluorescent. It looked. Yeah. You know, we didn't get a whole lot of help. Like, oh, here, let me put, let's try it on in a, you know, in a 
better light lit area because it was clearly like in your it was like a developing room back there yeah. so i wasn't i wasn't as blown away with that explore <coughs> explore Sorry. as i thought it was he, <laughs> yeah. he's ranch racers having a tough time so do, do we need to take a break well i think this <laughs> uh, this last topic i want to save that for next week Topic four, I want to say that for okay. next week. So. Okay. Uh, we're getting everybody all excited. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah, we got to wrap this up. <laughs> yeah. Just, we're going to have to wrap it up due to illness. Good. He's having a tough time. Not feeling good, but uh, just a quick wrap up. We talked about, uh, about the article on Watch Pro. Make sure you know and understand that people could be getting free stuff for their reviews. Um, <clears throat> talked about the, the two broke watch snobs and their watch fast deal. It's really fun. Uh, the regrand giveaway. So we'll be announcing that next week. And that's about it. We talked about our wrist checks. We did, uh, talked about shopping. So yeah, we covered a lot of stuff. I wonder if I should do something fun <laughs> for the drawing and have one of the geese pick, pick a piece of paper out of a, out of a bucket. Oh, that might be kind of cool. Yeah. I've seen it done. It. I've seen it done. Okay. All right. Well, as always, follow wish, us on Instagram. I wish we could talk longer, but we're not feeling so good. Um, follow us on Instagram. Go check out the YouTube channel. we got a couple things coming out in the next couple weeks. <clears throat> and uh, and check out my Dan Henry review. Tag on, uh, us. Yeah, Use tag the us and check out my my Dan Henry review. I wrote that last year, yep. and it's a really easy read. It's got some pretty pictures, and it'll give you a little info about that watch. So, Yep, definitely go check it out if you're looking for a cool chronograph at an affordable price. So, <clears throat> all right, guys, I'm going to go take some medicine. <laughs> We're going to put him over a steamy pot of, oh my gosh. of boiling water. So, again, this has been episode 22. Thank you so much for joining us. I am Ranch Racer. And I'm Perpetual Girl. And, and remember, buy what you love and love what you buy. And we will catch you guys on the flip side. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>